Hey guys, it's Payne. I have a new podcast out right now, and it's called Radio Rental. If you like true scary stories told by the real people who experience them, then this podcast is definitely for you. Stories about the weird, unexplained. I got a text randomly. I don't know how they got my number. I don't know what was going on. And run-ins with actual serial killers. So I whip open the blinds angrily, and I see a man. And then he whispers to me, can I talk to you? near-death experiences. When I heard the urgency in the flight attendant's voice, I remember having this moment of extreme panic. Everything actually seemed to occur in slow motion. It just felt like chaos. Radio Rental is basically a collection of true accounts of your worst nightmares. Am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? Did I just make up some experience in my head? I was completely out of it. You can binge the first 12 episodes right now. And to give you a little taste of what to expect, or if for some reason you're on the fence, here's a true story from the series called Doppelganger. And if you like it, please search for Radio Rental on your podcast app and click subscribe. Deja vu is a funny feeling. It's literal translation, already seen. But scientists say this feeling is no precognition or prophecy, but in fact, just a bizarre anomaly of memory. In extreme cases, deja vu can be linked to mental or neurological disorders. But if you've ever experienced the brief flash of deja vu, few can deny just how real it feels. One moment you're convinced you've been there or seen this before, and in an instant, it's gone. In the story you're about to hear, this man's experience exceeds far beyond the intensity of deja vu, but instead should be categorized as what I like to call a glitch in the matrix. I think it would have been 2010 or 11, maybe something like that. One of my first apartments, I was with the girlfriend I was with in college. We were living in New York City on the Upper West Side. Me, my girlfriend, and then like four of her friends and one of mine. We went to a place called Dive 75. It's a dive bar, like a nice dive bar in New York City. One of her friends had just gotten engaged, a girl named Michelle. We couldn't go to the engagement party because we had been at work. So we went to like the drinks after the engagement party type of thing. You know, when you move somewhere with a girlfriend and it's like you have the first bubble of the first few months where it's like new place, new things to do, new restaurants to try. So it kind of like reinvigorates things. We were like in a really good place. We were going out for drinks a lot. We were going out to dinner a lot. Honestly, it was kind of at a high point. Like at that moment, we had like just moved to the city together. We were like feeling optimistic about things. Yeah, there wasn't anything to indicate anger at each other especially in that moment. We got a little drunk, but not crazy drunk. We walked back home, just probably 10 blocks or so, 10 or 12 blocks. I think we sang some songs walking home. Like we were singing Billy Joel because he'd been playing at the bar. Got back to the house. I took a shower because I hadn't come home from work yet and she had put on the office in the room. We just like got in bed, watched the office, and I passed out probably after 20, 30 minutes. It's pretty uneventful, honestly. <laughs> so I woke up probably noon. I got out of bed, made coffee, put on the TV. My girlfriend, she wasn't there when I woke up. She didn't have a regular schedule, so she would like sometimes pop off and go to meetings or be at work. It wasn't like weird for her to not be there. I was like sitting there for a little while, 
And then I went downstairs to go have a cigarette. I lit it, and then I didn't see anything. I heard high heels coming from behind me. You know, it's a sidewalk in New York City. You hear people walking all the time. She kind of like pushed me on the shoulder like that. So I turned around and it was my girlfriend. I was really confused at first why she was wearing the clothes she was wearing. She was wearing black heels and black skinny jeans and uh, I can't remember what color the shirt was, and but a, like a leather jacket over it. I, I didn't recognize the clothes. They weren't like clothes that I knew of her to own. What stood out was that it wasn't something she would be wearing in the morning, you know? She was wearing nightclub clothes at noon. So I was just kind of like, hey, where are you coming from? And then she was just like, go fuck yourself. How fucking could you? Just like a myriad of insults, kind of one after the other. She didn't stop and like yell at me. She just kind of like walked past me to the door, turning and yelling at me as she was doing so. And I think she called me an asshole and was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And then turned around and started going towards the front door of the building. And then just like typed in the code on the door and opened the door. So I like followed her up the stairs, you know, confused as shit. I'm thinking like maybe she, I don't know, saw a text to somebody and misunderstood what I was saying or like someone had called me or something like that and she picked up and it was a wrong number but she got pissed about it. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I wasn't cheating on her. Like there was nothing for her to be mad about but you know, my mind is racing trying to figure out what the fuck it could be. So I like immediately got up and was like, what are you talking about? You know, what's going on? So I was following her up, like trying to get her to explain what the fuck was going on and she wasn't really saying anything. Things were perfect last night, like, what's going on? Like, how from the course of, like, you know, us going to sleep, I was honestly starting to get pissed because she wasn't talking to me. Because at some point, like, you can't just be mad. You have to tell me why you're mad. You can't just call me an asshole and then not tell me why I'm a fucking asshole. She took out keys from her bag and went into my apartment. In the living room, there was a kind of dresser where she kept some of her stuff. So she started taking out her clothes and putting them in another bag that she had. Started like stuffing shit in there and the whole time she's like calling me names. She still isn't telling me what I did wrong. She's just being like, I know what you did. You know what you did. Like, I don't have to fucking tell you anything. We're into the bedroom and like grabbed something from the bedroom and came out. And like, I tried to block the door. So she grabbed a coffee mug and threw it at me. You know, those little plastic potted succulent things that are like fake that you can get at Ikea and shit. She like picked one of those up and threw it and hit the TV with it. And then she just like stormed out and like left. So I followed her downstairs. And so we get downstairs and she like hailed a cab, opened the door of the cab, turned around, said, fuck you, got in the cab and the cab drove off. I thought my girlfriend was breaking up with me. So I was like heartbroken. Maybe four seconds. And that's when I felt someone just hug me. Arms like around my belly from behind. I was already in like a kind of emotional place, like feeling angry and sort of scared. And so then to have someone like walk up and like hug you from behind, scared the shit out of me. I jumped. I got very confused and scared all of a sudden. And I was like, who the fuck is that? So I turned around and it was my girlfriend. His girlfriend had made quite the scene in his apartment, cursing, throwing things around. The entire interaction just didn't seem right to him. She wasn't acting like herself. And then with no explanation at all, she storms downstairs, hops in a cab, and drives off. 
only to reappear behind him seconds later, literally as if it never happened at all. Needless to say, he didn't know what to think, but he was determined to find out what just happened. I had just seen her get in a car and then she was standing behind me in the span of like five seconds. That just scared the shit out of me. I was terrified. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? How could she have tricked me somehow and gone from the cab to being behind me? I was just so confused. Like, could she have snuck out the other door and like crawled along the side of the cars like really fast? It was like radio static in my head after that. It went from like scared, like scared of losing something to scared, like scared, scary, scared. Am I like going crazy? Am I losing my, my mind? Did I just make up some experience in my head? I was like completely out of it. And she started freaking out, you know, she was like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? I kind of felt bad for not saying anything right away. I was just so, I don't know, I was really fucking thrown off. Just the whitewash all of a sudden of big emotion to nothing. And then adding on top of that, not being able to logically put together what had just happened. Not even just the emotional like swing of it, but like the, I can't connect A and B in my brain. My, my brain was kind of like overloaded trying to figure itself out. It took, it took some time for me to actually start being like, okay, how, do, how can we rationalize this? The first like actionable thought I had was, I'm gonna go like make sure my room is still fucked up because otherwise I was like, I need to go check myself into a hospital. In the next five minutes, I didn't even really hear anything she said. I wasn't listening to anything. I just went straight back upstairs to like look at the apartment. The door to my apartment was still open. The corner of the TV screen was broken and the succulent thing was still on the ground. The coffee mug pieces were still all over the living room floor. There were clothes like all over the floor in front of that dresser in the living room. The dresser drawers were still open and the gym bag was gone. The shit in the apartment was still broken and there was still shit on the floor. All the stuff that I had seen happen upstairs, all the physical evidence of it was still there. I felt comforted for a second of like, oh shit, cool, it did happen. It's like, wait, no, what the fuck, that just happened. Confirming that something happened and it was almost relieving and then it was like even more stressful now that I had confirmed that that had happened. At first it was like, what ha like what's, what, what's wrong with you? Like, what happened? Like, I'm worried about you. And then when she walked into the apartment, she was like, what the fuck happened? She's like, what happened to my stuff? Where's my clothes? Like, what the fuck is going on? Her stuff had been taken from the drawers. Her stuff, her clothes were on the floor. That was when she really had a freak out. She was like, did we get robbed? Like, someone break in? I was like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really know how to answer that because, like, yeah, someone had just broken in and taken your shit, but it was you. You know, like, how do you say that to someone and not sound like you're fucking crazy? So I was, like, trying to half answer questions. I remember being like, she was like, did someone break in? And I was like, kind of. And she was like, what do you mean, kind of? Like, what happened? And I was like, someone came and took stuff. She's like, so someone broke in. I was like, no, they had keys. She thought I was kidding. She thought I was fucking with her. She thought this was all some prank and that I had like, you know, put her clothes on the floor and I was trying to freak her out. And then when she saw the security footage was when she thought I was cheating on her. The security camera footage 
They just showed us on a computer in the office, like at the apartment building. It's a security camera, like up in a corner with a fisheye lens. So you don't really get like great shots of people's facial features. But it, you could very clearly see a woman exactly wearing what I described, who looked a hell of a lot like my girlfriend. She had keys, keys to my apartment my unique specific apartment. Like she pulled out a set of keys from the bag she was carrying and opened the door of my apartment with the keys and went inside. For me, it was proof that I had experienced what I had experienced. And because I had been standing there in front of this girl, like two feet away from her, looking her in the face, I know exactly who it was. <laughs> if it had gone so fast that I couldn't say definitively that it was her, something like that, I would be in a totally different mindset about it. But this was like a real person who was standing right in front of me, who I touched physically and who broke shit in my apartment. 100% for certain was my girlfriend. Physical characteristics, top to bottom, height, build, weight, face, everything, that was her. That whole couple next hours felt like really slow and really fast at the same time. It was really weird. She was trying to convince herself that I hadn't cheated on her and I was trying to convince myself that she wasn't pulling some kind of like trick on me. And like, I think because it was so kind of inexplicable, it's hard to not let the negative things come first because it feels like you've been tricked somehow. It feels like you've been like lied to or something like that. Your brain just kind of immediately goes to like a defensive place. I have no belief that it was anything other than a human being and a very real one. I just can't explain how there was both situations that happened that quickly. So her dad, um, he was a lieutenant in the NYPD and he had been like forever. So when she called him and was like freaking out like someone was in my apartment and took my shit, him and like two of his detectives from his precinct and they came and they did like the security camera footage they took it with them they did fingerprints which i know is not like a normal thing to do in that situation but like her dad working for nypd he was freaked the fuck out because his daughters freaked the fuck out the only shit on the locks and the doorknobs were me and her for her she was like accusing me of cheating on her and shit and i was like it's just your fingerprints and my fingerprints on the doorknob just me and her it gave me a, like a little bit of peace of mind, but again, it was one of those swings of like peace of mind because I've been proven right, but now like, what the fuck? You know, like, what does that mean? They spent like three hours with the security guy and they were like knocking on doors of other people in other apartments in the building and other people had heard like screaming like around that time. They went all out trying to figure out what the fuck had happened because he thought, same thing she thought, that someone was like trying to pose as his daughter or something. It was a very strange afternoon of like trying to explain to her father who like didn't like me. He was the one who thought I was cheating on her. Like he thought some other girl had come over and like flipped the fuck out. It's kind of a strange afternoon hanging out with your girlfriend's dad who now thinks you're cheating on his daughter. <laughs> Taking it way too far. He was like, he was trying to prove that I was like a piece of shit. Like he was like, you need to break up with this kid. Like I'm gonna prove it to you. Like, I think that's why he got taken so far was because he wanted to pin this on me because he was like, no, your story is bullshit. Like, it's obviously makes no sense. Like, I'm going to I'm going to make sure my daughter knows you're a crazy person. He couldn't prove that I had done anything wrong. Like his findings were that everything I said was impossible, but impossible to prove was untrue. I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Okay. 
the girl who was there first who was angry at me was my girlfriend and the one who hugged me from behind was also my girlfriend like it, they were both the same person i don't know how they were in those two places at the same time i don't know why they were in different emotional states but it was the same person there's very few i've told it's been a mixture of people being like Oh, that's a cool story, man. Like, you know, like, that's really interesting. Like, you should write a TV show. You know, like, I live in fucking LA. That's what people say. And then I've had people be like, yeah, it's bullshit. I've probably only told like maybe 10 people because I think I sound crazy. <laughs> it's really more my own insecurity about the story than anything else. Like, I'm sure that like there are plenty of people in my life that if I told, they would still like love me and ju not judge me or anything. But, you know, it's like the human nature to be worried about that stuff. So. I just haven't really shared the story because I think it sounds crazy. I used to watch Ghost Hunters or whatever the fuck it's called with my friends and we would like make fun of them and we would like get drunk and play drinking games on like when we could catch them faking stuff. You know, like I, I always thought that stuff was a joke. Like I never took it seriously. Top to bottom, I think that everything in this world is perfectly explainable. I, that's just one thing I personally can't explain. I think anyone who wants to buy into theories of supernatural stuff is welcome to do so. I don't believe in any of it, except for when it's, again, the only thing that I... It's like kind of the last thing, you know? It's like everything else, all the logical stuff I've tried to explain and it just couldn't. So at some point, it kind of is the only thing you have left over. I still like hope deep down that there's some like scientific explanation of what happened that's very real, you know? One of my very good family friends was a professor in New York City, and he teaches physics. So I went and talked to him, and I was—I just kind of told him the story, and I was like, I know it's crazy, you don't have to believe the fucking word I said. He's like, no, it makes sense. I was like, no, it doesn't. He was like, oh, no, like it kind of does, like in the theoretical world of like how it could happen. My recollection was that he said that it's possible for realities to overlap with each other briefly or something like that. He wasn't saying that this is like what happened and neither was I. It was just like an interesting explanation that someone had given me that I trust, that I like more than a ghost. Like, I like that explanation more than there being a ghost. <laughs> like a different timeline in which something actually did happen where she had perfectly good reason to be mad at me in which we were still together. And for some brief moment, they overlapped with each other, so I experienced both. Then she went back to hers. You know, it was like a overlap, essentially. I told this to a friend of mine who had, I, you know, told about this story, and they were like, yeah, I don't believe you. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. And it's like totally fine. And they were like, all right, cool. And I honestly, I wouldn't believe me either if I was, you know, myself listening to this. I got nothing to gain from this. Like, I'm not trying to convince anyone of everything. I wouldn't believe myself. Like, if I was listening to this podcast right now on the other end, I'd be like, yeah, this kid's full of shit. I don't care. Like, I really don't. <laughs> like, you can believe me or not. Your, your days, your life's going to be the same either way. It's like, it really doesn't matter, man. Like, I, like I'm not going to defend it and like, because I think it's crazy too. It happened to me and I know it's true, so I don't, I don't need anyone else to believe it doesn't change anything for me.